respected ulama, elders, brothers and young ones. Alhamdulillah, it's only through Allah's mercy and favor upon us that we are present on another Yomul Jum'ah, a mini Eid that Allah Ta'ala has blessed the Ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. After following the commandments of Allah Ta'ala that is mentioned in the Quran and bringing the lifestyle and the life of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his sunnah into our lives, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has told us that we should look into the lives of his Sahaba, his companions. All 144,000 companions were handpicked, selected by Allah Ta'ala to be in the company of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So like that, Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Radiyallahu anhum wa an. That Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah Ta'ala. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said, Ashabika nujum bi'ayhim iqtadaytum ihlataytum. That my companions, they are like stars, they are like shining stars. That if you follow them, then you will be rightly guided. So today we will be looking at one Sahabi. His name is Abdul Rahman bin Auf radiallahu anh. He was known as the truthful businessman, the one who was big-hearted, the one who was generous. This truthful businessman will be in the gardens of Jannah, in the company of the Anbiya, of the Shuhada, of the Salihin. And our discussion revolves around this businessman being truthful and how he utilized his wealth. How he took this wealth and he spent it in the part of Allah. How he spent it on the Ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Abdul Rahman bin Auf, just a brief background regarding his life. How he, Allah, when he was born, his parents named him Abdul Amr. But when he accepted Islam, Allah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam changed his name. He told, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam named him Abdul Rahman. And in, in his lineage, his lineage from his father's side and his mother's side, Joins with the lineage of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at, at the, the forefather Zuhur. And he was born on the year of 10 years after the year of the elephant, thus making him 10 years younger than Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. A description regarding him that he was a tall person, he was fair in complexion, that he had a slight hunch. And he, even though he, he turned white and he had white hair, he never dyed his hair. So Sayyidina Abdul Rahman, he had many wives at different times. And from his many wives, he had approximately 28 children, 20 sons, 8 and 8 daughters. Abdul Rahman, he recognized Islam at the early stage and he accepted Islam before Nabi Wasallam had started preaching at Darul Arkham. It is mentioned that he was one of the five that accepted Islam at the hands of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh. He mentioned Abu Bakr radiallahu anh upon accepting shahadat by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
he went out the same time and he went to call to La ilaha illallah. And the first five, one of those five was Abdurrahman bin Auf. And it's also mentioned that from the first eight people to accept Islam, Abdurrahman bin Auf was the first one, was one of those eight. He immigrated twice to Abyssinia and he also immigrated thereafter to Medina. He, he took part in the Battle of Badr and most of the major battles alongside Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He is one of those who have been the Asharam of Bashara that, Allah, that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said they are guaranteed Jannah. And he is one of those six men that Umar radiallahu anh made mashura and confided that confirming that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has passed away. So at the Islam in its right when it was just commencing, then Islam was carried on the shoulders of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba radiallahu anh. And each Sahaba came with something different. They had something different that helped and benefited the, the growing of Islam. So, some of them, they were grand, they were gallant leaders who could lead from the front lines. Others were warriors who were so brave that they were supersede the leaders, they would be in the front lines. They would use their talents and others were good in business and economically they should finance this, the spreading of Islam. And such a person was Abdurrahman bin Auf radiallahu anh. On the one hand, he participated in jihad alongside Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he did great sacrifices. He did not, even though he had the wealth and he was financing Islam and the spreading of Islam, he did not sit back, he did not relax and say, ah, I'm doing my share, I don't need to do more than that. But just like he was given guarantee of Jannah, that Jannah is the most expensive abode and most expensive place that each one, not myself alone, but every Muslim, every believer wishes and desires to be in Jannah. And this, this, this Sahabi was given it in his lifetime that Allah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has told him that you are guaranteed Jannah. This tells you that his love for his sincerity for Allah Ta'ala and love for Islam and Allah Ta'ala's love and acceptance of his ibadat. I see the time is running away, so we won't waste time. Abdurrahman bin Auf radiallahu anhu had the privilege of when he, of being at the, in the Tabuk expedition that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam performed salah behind him. And the only other person that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam performed salah behind was Abu Bakr Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu. And Abdurrahman bin Auf getting this privilege, seeing Nabi sallallahu alayhi coming back, returning, he was willing, he was moving backwards, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam indicated that he should continue in the salah. So my beloved brothers, in the battle of, even though he financed, Abdurrahman financed towards the battle of Badr, when the time of the battle of Badr came, he also put himself forward. It is mentioned that there were only so many camels, and the camels had to be shared amongst the Sahaba radiallahu anh, and Abdurrahman bin Auf, he shared a camel with the likes of Abu Bakr and Umar radiallahu anh. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam trusted him so much that he told, that he gave him an army and sent him to a, to a location and told him to go and invite them to the deen. And if they will not, then you invite, then you give them the taxes. And if they still, then you will fight. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loved him and used him for the deen. And he had a deep understanding in the time that he spent with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He took benefit, he listened attentively. It is mentioned that he is one of the third highest uh, Narrated of a hadith after Imam Abu Huraira, after Abu Huraira radiallahu an, and Aisha radiallahu an, the amount of a hadith he narrated that benefited the Ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is mentioned that 
an incident that took place is when the Beth, uh, Umar, Umar had departed with the army from Medina to Syria to the land of Sham for a battle. And on the way, they stopped at a city. And when they got to the city, Abdurrahman, they, they found that the, the land of Sham had been plagued with a plague, with a deadly disease. So now Umar started making mashura with the Muhajireen, the Ansar, the Quraysh, the leaders of the Quraysh who had accepted Islam. And they were at a deadlock. What do we do? How do we go forward? So Abdurrahman bin Auf, he came a bit later, he had a personal need. And upon hearing the, the need of the time, the difficulty, he said, I have a solution. I heard Nabi Wasallam saying that if you go to a land and there is a plague, then you should not enter this land. And if you are in this land and the plague is there, then you should not run away from this land. So Abdurrahman bin Auf, being a Sahabi, he, he listened attentively, he was intelligent. My beloved brothers, he mentioned in the beginning that Abdurrahman bin Auf was a truthful businessman. So, before Islam, Abdurrahman bin Auf came from a family of wealth. And even though at a young age he was very good at business, and his father seeing this took him to the business, took him on business meetings, business journeys. So, from that, he had the money, he had the wealth. But when he saw Islam, he saw La ilaha illallah, that sweetness, he left all that wealth and he went with just his clothes and a few coins in his pocket and he went in the part of Allah. He accepted. So it is mentioned that when he reached Medina, it was just his clothes and a few coins. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instituted mu'akhat, brotherhood amongst the sahaba with the ansar and the muhajir. He put one ansar and one muhajir together and the ansari brother will help his muhajir brother. So, Abdurrahman, he was paired with Sa'ad bin Abi, Abi Rabah. Sa'ad bin Abi Rabah was one of the rich of Medina. So Sa'ad bin Rabah met his, his new brother. He told him, I have two big luscious farms. Take, choose whichever one you desire and I will give it to you. I have two beautiful wives. You choose which one you want and I will divorce her for you. And look at this words of Abdurrahman bin Auf. Abdurrahman made dua for him. Oh Sa'ad, may Allah Ta'ala bless you and your family, bless you in your wealth. Kindly show me where is the marketplace. And he went straight to the marketplace with those few coins in his pocket and he made his own wealth. It is there's a narration where he mentioned that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw him three days later, all dressed in fine garments, groomed well. He said, Oh Abdurrahman, what's happening? Abdurrahman said, MashaAllah, I went to the marketplace, Alhamdulillah Allah has blessed me, and I just made nikah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Oh MashaAllah, made dua for him. And Nabi Sallallahu told him, Come. The Sunnah is a walima. So he, he even performed the walima. He invited the whole of Medina. And the, just three days after Hijrah, the whole, the Muslims are having a feast. The Barakah of Abdurrahman. And the other examples of his generosity, how he spent in the part of Allah, it is mentioned that one day he freed three, 30 slaves. The value, he bought 30 slaves and he freed them. Other reports are mentioned. Ma'amar reports that during his lifetime of Rasulullah Abdurrahman bin Auf, he took half his wealth and he gave it in the part of Allah. He took 4,000 silver coins, he gave it in the part of Allah. He took 40,000 coins and he gave it to the part of Allah. He took 40,000 gold coins and he gave it out. And then he got 500 horses with, the, so, with warriors and he fully laden them with the best of armor and he put it in the part of Allah. He took 50% of his wealth and he gave it, knowing that without fear that he will be poverty, without fear of poverty, but he gave for the part of Allah, knowing that Allah Ta'ala will give me more. It is mentioned in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
declared, the best of you are the ones who look after my wives after I have departed. So Abdurrahman, hearing this, he made a bequest on the spot that he gave an orchard for the wives of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he mentioned that orchard sold for 400,000 gold coins. So my beloved brothers, we look at Abdurrahman, he was very generous. He was quick at business and he had, if they look into his life, how he did business, there were three business, main business strategies that he implemented. That he, number one was the using of cash. That everything he bought with cash and he only sold for cash. There was no use of credit. Number two, he, he never stocked anything where he kept it hoping to get a higher profit. But rather, he would buy it and he would sell it. He would avoid keeping things and hoarding it. Number three, he was always truthful in his dealings. There was no compromise in his truth. If there was a defect, he would tell the customer, this is the defect. If there was a fault, he would not conceal it. If it was not right, he would not put it out there. So my beloved brothers, we must take lesson from this. And just to give an example of Abdurrahman bin Oak, on his final moments, now he's lying in his bed, his family is all around him, and he falls into, like, into a coma. His family thought he had passed, that he had passed on, and his wife, they closed the sheet over him. They go out to prepare his kafan. They call the people to come, Gasarik Osman, and then the burial committee. And he mentioned that he, he actually wakes up from there and he mentions that two men came to him. One of them was very harsh and rough with him. And they're pushing him and they're saying, we are taking you for judgment. And on his way, another old man passing by, he asked them, where are you taking this man? He says, no, we are taking him for judgment. It's time he must go and appear in front of Allah Ta'ala. So this old man says, no, no, take him back. Allah Ta'ala says his time is not as yet. He, while in the womb, Allah Ta'ala has decreed for him Allah's forgiveness for him because of the efforts that he has done for the deen. Let him go back, let his children take benefit from him before he leaves this world. So we look back at this, that this was a bashara, a glad tidings for him. That Allah Ta'ala is telling him that Allah Ta'ala is happy with him. And he mentioned that not even a, just over a month he was there with his family and thereafter he passed away. And he mentioned in his will he had bequested 50,000 gold coins in the part of Allah, 400 gold coins for every Badri Sahabi, every Sahabi that took, battle, took part in the battle of Badr that was alive at that time. It is mentioned there were about 100, including Uthman radiallahu anhu, who also took his share. And on top of that, he gave a thousand horses for the part of, in the part of Allah. So my beloved brothers, we sum up that the lessons we take from this discussion is that we should take lessons from the life of Sahaba radiallahu anhu. We should not look at the role models around us, the soccer players and the stars and the politicians and how they make making money. We should look at the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. They are jewels for us. We should take our time, sit with our families, Read the, the stories of the Sahaba. Let our children take the right models, not the right role models, not the role models that on the, like today, this whole week, the discussion is on the serial box that all the kids love, that they put into indoctrinating them to take them away, that make them transgender or take them away, that there's no male and female, there's neutral gender. So we have to look at all those things, my beloved brothers. And we must earn halal income. We should not compromise on our income and spend in the part of Allah. We give for Allah and Allah will give us many fold. Brothers, just one fiqh masail. Now that winter is descending upon us, we should be conscious when we are making wudu of the dry spots. So there are many dry spots we get on our elbows, on our ankles, behind our feet. When we make wudu, if our wudu is not complete, our salah will not be complete. If our salah is not complete, then how do we get the key to Jannah? 
So we have to be conscious, we must not be rushing to make wudu. And yes, we must use water sparingly. We have the habit of just opening it. Whether it be in the masjid or at home, we should use water is a blessing from Allah. Use it sparingly and be conscious how we make our wudu. Each portion, we should wash it properly. We should not be rushing. Rather make, inshallah, jazakallah. Uh, one announcement, Yilla uh, connection after the after of the masjid. Jazakallah. Thank you.